0: What's going on, everybody? This is Spacho welcoming you to episode three of Real Underrated Caring Overrated. This is going to be a two part episode. This is part one chronicling the NBA summer of free agency, the biggest summer yet. We're going to talk about who went where, how the moves impact the league, and what we expect to see entering training camp, preseason, and eventually the season's tip off. And in part two of episode three, we're going to talk about the music that's been released thus far. Two thirds of the way into 2019. There's been a lot of hot new music out. So we're going to talk about that. Artists on the scene. Your favorite artists come back and do their thing as well. So we're going to touch on a little bit of everything to make sure we cover this music landscape. But for now, we're getting into part one, NBA free agency. Thank you for choosing to listen, not losing to listen, and you're definitely going to be rewarded for your patience during this wait. Let's go. First, let's get into the hall by the Brooklyn Nets, who acquired DeAndre Jordan, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, all in the wee hours of the lift of the moratorium period of free agency. Got all three of those guys to go to Brooklyn on four-year deals with Kyrie and KD taking a little less than the max to open up a slot for DeAndre without having to cut the team. That's going to be a huge, huge play in the Eastern Conference, especially right in the backyard of the New York Knicks who were looking at big free agents. Needless to say, these two guys as well. We're going to see how it does. Of course, year one is going to be without Kevin Durant, who tours Achilles in game five of the NBA finals. But he has this time to get healthy, rehab properly. There is no rush. There is already knowledge of what's going on on the table. So he is not going to be rushed back, hopefully. And he can develop chemistry with these guys in the locker room, on training days, watching film, helping them see what he sees and what makes him such a great basketball player on both ends of the court and help Kyrie kind of get a construct of how to lead a team especially with Kevin not being on the floor this year they look to be really really solid on both ends of the ball especially with the guys that they've kept from last year's roster so to see this happen is something that you really hope brings dividends to this roster this very well could have been the team that's lining up for the New York Knicks. Keeping in mind that DeAndre Jordan was a member of the New York Knicks last season coming over from a trade with the Dallas Mavericks. So Brooklyn on the up and up in the same area as the Knicks looking to push that shadow away from him and it's going to be interesting to see how kenny atkinson not only manages these egos and personalities but keeps his guys that were already there happy these guys have already made it to an eastern conference playoff picture won a game So they're looking to take the next step, advancing in these rounds and possibly going to the conference finals and competing for a championship. They're hungry. They've got two elite offensive talents. They've got an elite defensive talent, and they're looking to take it to the next level. So all eyes are definitely going to be on Coach Atkinson. How he kind of keeps Kyrie at bay as far as Speaking up and out on every locker room issue and being up front and being that candid personality, almost too candid at times. My personal expectation, I see a second round exit, maybe a six game series with a team that's better than them. Keep in mind, you have Milwaukee, you have Philadelphia, you have Indiana. You know, you still have Toronto in the picture somewhere, but without their best player and their closer, it's hard to see them get into the second round. So I think that Brooklyn takes the step that Toronto had or takes that slot, I should say. So Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, and Indiana where as opposed to last year you had Milwaukee Boston Philadelphia and Toronto Boston may still occupy their spot but it's hard to see with them losing Kyrie and Al Horford who went to Philadelphia the thorn in the side that he was for Embiid now he's an ally it's hard to see them keeping up as well, so they drop off a little. But we definitely look forward to seeing what the Brooklyn Nets have to offer. They're a starving fan base. It hasn't been this much excitement since the Jason Kidd, Vince Carter, Kenya Martin type days. So we definitely want to see what these guys can bring. Also, add your input to what the Brooklyn Nets have done on any page on Ruko Podcast. Got Facebook, you got Twitter, Instagram's coming soon, but definitely focus on those two. Put your opinions out there. Let us know exactly what you think about these moves. Since we started off talking about the Knicks, we have to go a little ways across the way to Madison Square Garden to talk about the Knicks. The Knicks. The Knicks got none of the free agents. They get the number three draft pick. I think that was more so perfect. If you can't get the number one pick and you know you want Zion, you don't need the number two pick because the number two pick was clearly Jabba Rant. And they have Frank Nittakina, who they still have on their roster as a first round pick. No Job Rant, but I don't think you push another point guard in that situation you look at free agency there was supposed to be this whole big free agency summer blah 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 James Dolan and those guys promising this fan base something that they've never gotten and they end up with a power for summer camp the Knicks ended up signing Marcus Morris Taj Gibson Julius Randle Bobby Portis and Reggie Bullock don't know what the plan is i don't know what strategically they were doing targeting four power forwards maybe gibson and randall can play five in a small ball but you got mitchell robinson you don't really need to do a lot of small ball he's turning into a premier paint defender in this league but it's standard new york mix operations business as usual somebody's got to get the money we couldn't give it to who we wanted to but we got to use it and they do so you can't necessarily fault them this is the same new york Knicks operative that has been on you look at 2010 they couldn't get a meeting or Serious consideration, I should say, from LeBron, D Wade, and those guys, Chris Bosch. They pried Amari Stoudemire away from Phoenix. Mind you, Phoenix drafted Amari, said they weren't going to fully guarantee him a max contract with his knee issues. So New York went ahead and did it. And on top of that, Amari blossomed and they gave away half of their team. Essentially, all their good players not named Amari Stoudemire for Carmelo, who could be a free agent at the end of that year, kept their team and then dogged Carmelo out, picked Kristaps Porzingis, had to trade him because he hasn't been in the league but for so long, but he already knew that this is not the franchise that he wanted to be with. The franchise that picked him fourth overall made him an all-star. Put him on every billboard way before it was time to push Carmelo out of the spotlight. And he still didn't want to be there. This is New York Knicks basketball. This is New York Knicks business. And we're going to talk about another inner-city rivalry. But I have no expectations for this Knicks team. I see them winning maybe 20... 23 24 games max 24 games and getting punched on by brooklyn without a kevin durant (laughs) so season after this one which is technically now next season new york is gonna get lit up three four five times a year by kd Nick fans will be back to having a head down, booing draft picks. That are lottery picks, by the way. And understanding that their owner is inept to hiring people that can do their job and leaving the people he hires to do their job alone so they can do so. But with the way they've done all their stars and all their big free agent signings and their free agent business their trades the owners getting people banned from the arena they're dogging out surefire hall of famers and i said it before this offseason i said nobody's going to the knicks nobody nobody is going to go to the knicks unless they're drafted or unfortunately like the guys i named earlier they don't get any other offer, offers lucrative enough to match or come close to what new york is offering guys aren't picking the knicks guys can't win with the knicks guys can't trust the knicks it's brooklyn now brooklyn is in the house definitely and they're going to be in the garden they're going to be in the barclays And they're going to be playing for a title way sooner and way more longer than the guys in the blue and orange. Sorry, Knicks fans. Now let's talk about a team close to home for me, just because of where I reside. Great state of North Carolina. Bad state of affairs for the local Charlotte Hornets. We got a point. We got a look at governor quote unquote Michael Jordan governor of the team of course choosing to not give Kimba the max he was voted an all-star starter with the all-star game this past season in Charlotte got all NBA one of the 15 best players in the league, he was named one of those could not get a max offer from Charlotte the same team who gave Nick Batum 100 plus million dollars being another team's third, fourth best player you got one of the best Charlotte Hornets ever if not the best charlotte hornet to ever put that uniform on as far as star power all-star appearances scoring struggled to even make the playoffs the years that he did and oh let's not forget he went through the bobcat era so he should have even been paid for that and they offer him 160 million dollars now let me tell you the significance of that offer let me break it down for you all if Kimba resigned with Charlotte this offseason he was eligible for a five-year deal well over 200 million dollars if he left he could only get a four-year deal from anybody else that would not exceed $140 million so he was looking at a minimum minimum discounted contract amount of $60 million knowing that they could offer him well over $200 million, excuse me Michael Jordan's Charlotte Hornets offer Kimba Walker 160 million over 5 years. And the bad part about that, I know you're saying, well, 160 million is not that bad for 5 years to play basketball. It's not. It's not to you and it's not to me. But when you are sitting there knowing that a team can offer you 200 million and they give you just enough in the reported offers that Charlotte was offering Kimba 160 over five. They were giving him just enough to say, we're going to offer you more than anybody else. You should stay. Yes, Kimba did make the slight mistake to say he was going to take a discount to stay a Hornet. And I know that was his hard talking, but I don't think you'll ever hear another player. That did what Kimba did for that organization say that out loud before negotiations? Because the Hornets said, "Oh, really? Discount, huh? Check this out." And threw him one of the most low-balled offers in the history of NBA free agency. So he's out. He's in Boston one of the first reported linkings and deals early in the hours of free agency. Four years. $140 million To essentially be the star point guard for an organization that's pretty much a shoe-in to be one of the best eight teams in the conference. Charlotte was pretty much a shoe-in, even with Kimba to make the lottery. And this is a crazy move especially bringing in Mitch Kupchak who has so much history and so much clout in the league for what he did in almost 2 decades with the Lakers. You can't sit down and talk to Michael and say, "Hey, we need to keep this guy. We need to up this." Charlotte doesn't draft well. Charlotte's a great city for North Carolina. Residents and people outside, people that come see the Panthers. Anybody in South Carolina will come to Charlotte because it's proximity to the border. And the activity they have is amazing. Nightlife. Shopping. Sports. is two pro sports teams. Literally. You know, within however many miles of one another. One of the best players in the NFL plays football in Charlotte one of the most electrifying quarterbacks probably to ever play in Cam Newton now the Hornets have nothing no disrespect to the guys on that roster no disrespect to Terry Rozier who interestingly enough was the backup point guard for the Celtics and no disrespect to to Terry at all but the Hornets could not even get another starter to replace Kemba That's a shame. That's a shame. No free agents want to come. They have not drafted well. Most of their revamped history, and they don't want to pay their free agents. I hate to say it, but you're going to start seeing what you see in New York with the Knicks. You're going to see that with Charlotte. Guys are going to ask for trades. Rookies are going to be tough to resign. After seeing this, and they got guys like Miles Bridges. Oh yeah, let's not forget, they gave Michael Kidd Gilchrist a nice, healthy little contract extension when he's done next to nothing. Except be a number two pick. So how is this going to affect Cody Zeller, Miles Bridges, Devontae Graham, Malik Monk, Dwayne Bacon, all those guys. It's going to be tough for him. This was their chance to show they were serious. I think Kimbo reached a peak this past season that seeing him do what he's done and earn it, $200 million Supermax that the Hornets didn't give him, if he would have taken that, I feel like it's guys around the league, especially Biggs that would have taken less to come play with him especially seeing what he did with Al Jefferson Al Jefferson was all NBA playing with Kemba now they don't have Kemba they are not going to have anybody for a long time Mitch Kupchak is going to earn his salary for the next 4 or 5 years willing and dealing you don't have many pieces that other teams want (laughs) you have to draft well You have to sign guys to extensions earlier than everybody else. You have to evaluate talent with a smaller, even more minuscule margin for error than other teams have. We just got to keep an eye on them. I really feel like they're going to be the next New York Knicks with their moves. And it's a shame because you don't ever want to see anybody turn into the new york knicks you really don't but charlotte has placed themselves in such a dubious position to do so the next team that i want to discuss is the houston rockets who definitely didn't have any cap space this offseason they actually took a regression lost in the conference semifinals against golden state of course So going on, two years of Chris Paul and James Harden, Daryl Morey in that front office in Houston decides to pull the plug on that experiment and they send CP3 draft picks. A little nice bundle to Oklahoma City for Russell Westbrook. Now that's a shocker. Not because Russell Westbrook is immovable or untouchable, but you really thought he would be there forever, given the moves they made themselves two years ago, bringing in Paul George and Carmelo Anthony, then allowing Jeremy Grant to grow, and Steven Adams has blossomed and progressed. And doubling down on Paul George last offseason, giving him a max deal, he didn't even take any meetings. But we'll talk about him later because he got shipped to Los Angeles and that basically signified they were going to start back over. It was more so a rebuild than a reboot. Nobody else was available. And Westbrook, from what we understand, had a strong desire to go play with James and they made that work. So kudos to Thunder front office for being very, very personable and reasonable to work with to get their franchise player to a place where he knows he's contending for the next few years with a capable running mate, a guy that's gonna score by his side and a guy he can help ease the load of with Harden and vice versa. These guys definitely a semi-final appearance just as long as they don't run into the jazz, but you gotta more so look at CP3. Um, he had a little bit less on his deal than Russell Westbrook did but Russell Westbrook's younger, Russell Westbrook's an MVP, Russell Westbrook has averaged a triple-double the last three years, so undoubtedly he can do way more than Chris Paul can at this point in their respective careers for their teams the Thunder are obviously looking to rebuild but they have a strong, strong team even by default with Chris Paul he has a great relationship with big men that can kind of move and he's going to help Jeremy Grant and Steven Adams tremendously if Danilo Gallinari can stay healthy he's going to be a good cog. but I feel like they should move him and if Andre Robertson can get healthy they got one of the best perimeter defenders in the league back on that team so they could very well push for a 7 or 8 seed with the roster they have now it's just interesting that this happened Especially seeing that uh, Houston and OKC went up against each other the first year. Russ was by himself and it was real just blah. And uh, you can see that Russ didn't really take too kindly to losing in five games to James when he comparatively had the same amount of help that James did. Now this all dwindles down to one question and one question only. A lot of these players are returning for Houston. They, in most people's opinion, upgraded at the point guard position or two guard, whatever they allow Russ to elect to play. So will Tony be the coach to get this done? Keep in mind, he's been in Phoenix with stacked teams and an MVP. He's been in LA with multiple MVP candidates, front runners, finalists, what have you. He was in New York with a former player and another MVP caliber player. He's never gotten it done. And I think this may be the thinnest roster that he's had tied with the New York teams, but Mike is not the guy to bring you a title. I've been said this, if he couldn't get it done with those Suns teams, he couldn't get past the Spurs, he was out coached. They had more shooting. They had more athleticism, they had more scoring punch and prowess, and the Spurs beat them. They got to the conference finals and they were throwing people into the marquee scoreboard tables at the games on fouls. D'Antoni is not a disciplined enough coach, he sticks to one side of the ball, and he really doesn't empower his players to dig deep and offer more to the game than what they're known for. My interesting take, I would love to see D'Antoni and Westbrook, how they coexist, because that's gonna be very, very interesting. Again, I see them getting to the semifinals, I don't see much more, but their floor is definitely the Western Conference playoff picture. Even if they run into a buzzsaw in the first round or Utah has enough to pull it off, it's going to be tough. So definitely looking forward to Houston basketball this year. Now, we want to get into the biggest story of the NBA offseason. Perhaps the biggest free agency story of all time. Definitely the modern era. And that's Paul George, formerly of the Oklahoma City Thunder, requesting a trade, not being traded, not forced out, not forcing a trade from or requesting a trade from requesting a trade to go to play for the Los Angeles Clippers. You did hear that right. Kawhi Leonard, finals MVP two times over. One in the West, one in the East. Free agent deciding to go play for the Los Angeles Clippers under Doc Rivers for Steve Ballmer. Deliberated with Lawrence Frank and those guys to come play for the Clippers who still play in the same arena under the Lakers who have almost eternally, since they moved to Los Angeles, been looked at as the little brother of the Lakers. Will they be better than the Lakers? Not this year. LeBron's had more rest than he's had probably in the last 14, 15 years of his career with no playoffs. He's got AD, he's got DeMarcus Cousins, he's got Rajon Rondo who's played with all three of these guys. He's a good floor general as well. He's got shooters, defenders, Danny Green, KCP, guys like that, Jared Dudley. The team is legit. The Clippers will win some, but they won't win this year. I see the Lakers and the Clippers pretty much this year in the conference finals. Going forward, it's going to be either or. I don't see Denver pushing. They didn't make it last year, and they had it. I don't see Portland making it back. I mean, Portland is a good team. They grow every year. They got swept by New Orleans. Then they made it two rounds, played a five-game series against OKC, a seven-game series against Denver. Then they got swept out by the Warriors with no KD. KD didn't even play. They didn't win one game. They led late in three of them. They're not ready for this new West, unfortunately. We've heard Paul George lament about how long he's been a Lakers fan, questionable how long he's felt like this was an opportunity for him to take, so on and so forth. His contract is a two-year guarantee, one-year four-player option in that last year. That's the same thing Kawhi signed. So if they want to pack up and move again, they very well may be inclined to do so. Will Paul George and Kawhi Leonard create one of the best defensive perimeter duos ever? Yes. Does it translate into a championship? No. Maybe it will with more pieces and more time to gel, but now no. Lakers are still my favorite in that city. Let alone the conference. How long will these guys stay in the Clippers? Especially if the Lakers just keep getting minimum guys. It's going to be tough. It's tough to be a Clipper fan. Think about all of these things. Sorry I brought you down from your high. But this is the reality of Clipper basketball. Which is it's uncertain. It's unknown. It's unproven these are two of the gentlemen that are here to change that credibility record for this franchise how do you think Kawhi and pg will do together in their first year i personally say conference finals them and the lakers definitely leave your comments on the twitter or the facebook page at ruko podcast can't wait to find out and now we're gonna get into a little fast break we're gonna to touch on a few topics and we're gonna close out part one of episode three this free agency frenzy that's taken over the nba this summer here are a few quick topics that we want to delve into especially since we went in depth on a few of the other teams and situations i want to touch on these briefly First off, we got Jimmy Butler doing a sign and trade, making his way down to South Beach to kind of not necessarily replace or even fill the shoes of, but begin to pull the franchise on the court into the transitional stages away from the D. Wade era. Wade just retired after 16 years of Hall of Fame basketball, first ballot, no doubt. What really got me to do that long pause was just to make sure that I am confident in the fact that I am very perplexed by this move. Jimmy has been a tyrant, to say the least, in Chicago, in Minnesota. He tried it very, 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 very minutely in Philly, saying he wasn't getting enough touches guy you're like third most important player on the team talent you're the second best maybe you're the probably the fourth most important player on the team because they gave up a lot more for Tobias Harris I don't see them getting into the playoffs with just Jimmy Butler and the other guys that they have Atabayo, Hero, Dragic. I mean, those guys they might can make something happen with, but I, I really don't see it. Moving on across the country, Oklahoma City. We've heaped so much praise on Sam Presti because he hits on these draft picks. Because three of the most prominent players in the league today, right now, are guys that he's drafted. He creates a team. He's got guys that go on to win championships elsewhere once their talents develop and they fully blossom. What is he going to do with all these picks? Is he going to trade for a star to win now? Is he going to hang on to them and develop them and just draft well? Is he going to sign free agents well? They really have a time. They've got their work cut out for them, and it's going to be an interesting. Interesting season to say the least, especially to see how this Chris Paul saga plays out. Golden State Warriors, the day after. Man, it's tough. It's tough to go to what, five straight finals and lose your last one. But probably the key cog keeping your team together is that guy who now plays for the Brooklyn Nets in number seven. Well, will when he's healthy. The Warriors now have D'Angelo Russell I mean everybody in the league is looking at Golden State waiting for them to blink because for that kind of money you're not going to keep him to push Clay or Steph out of position or put him out of position he's going to play this year and they're going to trade him he's a trade asset I feel like they need to get their front line bolstered, especially losing DeMarcus. I, I mean, hey, if I was them, I'd take a flyer. I know they got Kevon Looney and they got Willie colley I'd take a flyer on Dwight Howard, especially if he's healthy. You lose Clay for the season, KD is gone. Help Draymond out and get him another big that can help push this defense stronger towards somewhere they've never been even at full strength with a dominant center who can play defense for them it's crazy it's crazy how that may work it's low risk high reward but I don't know how D'Angelo Russell stays their pass this year with Clay back on the mend and looking to return for the 2021 season we got to look at philly we got to give philly applause yeah they lost jj reddick i feel like they had too much duality with jimmy butler and tobias harris i don't know how i feel about tobias harris getting a max deal of 180 million with no all-star appearances With no franchise that he's tied to, that he's helped excel tremendously. He's been a few different places. Now he's in Philly. Now he's that wing. Josh Richardson is coming in from the trade for Jimmy to Miami. He's going to be a good defender. Al Horford's going to help shore up that middle, and Embiid and Simmons are going to eat. That's a top four seed. You can earmark it. You can stamp it. You can book it. Whatever you want to do. Phillies in the playoffs. Top four seed guaranteed. You heard it here. And the two teams that didn't do too much negative to impact their season, we're going to start with the big mover and shaker. That's Utah. The Jazz picked up Mike Conley. They signed away Bogdanovich from Indiana. They did a really good job they did a really good job shoring up not only that team in some areas where they could have used a little bit more help getting smaller by letting Derek Favors be traded allowing Derek Favors to be traded I should say to New Orleans getting smaller freed up space to get Bogdanovich and trading for Mike Conley to help shore up I mean Mike Conley's been doing a lot. I know Memphis hasn't really been a splash in the playoffs. Mike Conley's been doing a lot by himself. He's been getting hurt a lot. But the big thing I think people forget is that Mike Conley can score. He can distribute. He can play defense. He can make his team better. And this team is already a playoff team. Two years, Donovan Mitchell, two playoffs. They're a playoff team. And you add a guy like Mike Conley who wants to play meaningful basketball, Bogdanovich who really wants to just get out there and get it that's a problem that is a problem and on the other hand we have the Milwaukee Bucks who lose their elite two-way guard in the making and Malcolm Brogdon they re-up with Chris Middleton for the max 178 five years one all-star appearance no finals He's been around the league as well a little bit. That's a lot of money to give to your second player. A lot of teams don't do that. Salute to Milwaukee. Will it help Giannis? Who knows? Middleton wasn't necessarily hot around the playoffs anyway. But guess what? The NBA is going to change... This is a totally new landscape. Of course, no more super teams, more so focused on duos. Who's the best two-man punch? You can always debate that on our pages. If I missed anybody, any teams with some big moves to impact, please let me know. Facebook page, at Ruko Podcast. Twitter page, at Ruko Podcast. Part 2 of Episode 3 is going to be entitled Music Madness. We appreciate you listening to this one here about the free agency of the NBA this summer. But if you more so like to cool down, kind of talk about something that's a lot more reflective than not just basketball, but sports in general, and that's the love of music, please stay tuned. I got one heck of a podcast episode waiting for you to touch the new, new spectrums. Of this music that we've got going on in our audio systems today. This is not a goodbye. This is more so a timeout. We're going to regroup and we're definitely going to get to that episode 3 2 music madness. This is Spacho. We'll be back soon for more. Real soon. Like right now.